0: You're listening to Bellwether's Podcast with Matthews Joseph.
1: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bellwether's Podcast. It's such a joy to be with you guys once again. And today I have one of my good friends, Dalton Devakaran, on the podcast. Uh, Dalton is based out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, he's from all the way from Kerala. He's a Malayali. So uh, all those guys, you know, it's like we got out of the Malayali on this podcast. But also, he's also doing something which is really, really amazing. He's the founder and president of Ethne Life. Ethne means nations. And uh, he's going to speak about the name and all those things. But Ethne has been doing a marvelous work in India in times of COVID. Uh, they've been uh, they've been putting ambulances on the ground, giving oxygen uh, oxygenators, oxygen cylinders. They're providing all the backup that they can all to the grounds in India, to all those people, to healthcare workers, to people who are in need. And also they're doing something that is really really amazing on the 26th of this month june 26th at dallas they're having a marathon it's called 5k for india.org uh it's it's basically it's called run for india and we'll be talking about all of that but uh, without further ado dalton thank you so much for being on this podcast it's such a joy pleasure and honor to have you here today
0: thank you matthew it's it's an honor for me to be with you really love your heart to see young leaders rise up and use their talents and skills for the Lord. Uh, such an honor to be with you today.
1: Yeah, It's awesome. So uh, Dalton, why don't you just like talk about ethne and, you know, just give us, a, uh, just tell us what ethne is in a nutshell.
0: I mean, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. The word ethne means people, groups, or nations. And I always believe that it's really close to God's heart. God loves uh, every nation, every people group, despite your race, religion. How you look or the way you speak, God loves them. And those those groups are really close to God's heart. And um the desire was actually put in my heart after I attended a class uh, called Perspectives in World Mission, where um, the class actually connects the entire Bible together and talks about the beginning and the end and how it's all one story and how it's. God's story and how each one of us are part of God's story and how important each one of us are for God and how he's weaving us into His story and the privilege and the honor that we get to be part of the bigger story. So that's, uh, that's the whole journey that God took me through um, in, in starting Ethne. Uh, but Ethne also started because of a passion that God put in my heart that was initially for music And we here at Ethne believe that true passion finds purpose. So taking one's passion and desire to do something really well in excellence and how you can leverage that passion to find your purpose in serving others, in bringing glory to God through the various skill sets, uh, through the various uh, talents that you have. So that was the original idea. And we believe that, as I said, true passion finds purpose. So we were looking for like-minded individuals uh, not just in the creative side, but also in the corporate side. Beat your passion in finance. Beat your passion in cybersecurity, Be your passion in conducting a podcast like this and raising uh, other leaders up. Be uh, it in music, in um, in nonprofit sector, uh, in any expertise you have, bring it to the table. Let's do something collective together to make lives better for the vulnerable people groups. So we thought that we could uh, collectively bring all the skill sets that we have and cater to vulnerable people groups across the world. And we focus especially on vulnerable women and children around the world.
1: That, that I should tell you, that's like some, one of the craziest visions that I've actually heard. I mean, I've had like a lot of people share their visions, but this is like, this is totally crazy. This is totally next level ones. And I want to, I mean, I want to focus on something that you just said right now about passion. And I think my first question is based on passion. How were you able able to channel your passion into, into your organization, ethnic to make a difference in the community?
0: Yeah. So when I talk about passion, I actually connected deeper to God through music and I started translating songs. I started, um, writing my own song. I started like putting my life experiences in, in a singer song, writer style, uh, even it's outside the Christian music genre. And slowly I started to get some attention or, you know, I was being inv- invited to places either to lead worship or even to do my own songs. And, I thought that, hey, man, I have a good job. I don't really need to be paid for this, but I really love doing this as well. It's one time I forget about everything and I'm totally myself and I put my complete self into it. And how can I leverage those kind of moments to cater to other people? And the other part is, was more, more about, hey, yeah, God deserves all the worship. He's asking us to do that. Yes. And there's power in worship, but those moments when we come together to, to worship after the worship after you're lifting hands after giving your heart what is the next step after and nobody really talks about those kind of next steps about obedience going out into the community and in giving back to the community in in serving other people raising the next generation of leaders those are all part of worship too right you know, but it's not an act at the point when you sing or when you lift your hands, but it's, it comes as a transformation result after you do that. And I said, okay, I want to give others a platform to do that. So I took the music and whenever I was invited to, to lead worship, I started talking about social injustice as I started talking about, Hey, how can you leverage this platform to do much better? Because music is such a powerful tool and you can bring people together to do amazing things in the community. And and serve the community and change the community itself. So that was my initial idea. So Ethne actually started as Ethne Music where I took my passion in music uh, and and wanted to cater people's attention towards social injustices and do something about it too, right? Not just talk about it, but do something about it. Um, So eventually I took that passion and I started talking to other people as well on the corporate side. And I realized that Maybe people are just uh, shying out from doing this because they think that if you're not a musician, if you're not a preacher, you really don't have a role to play in the church or even outside the community. But really, I wanted to tap into those skill sets because these are highly high caliber folks, uh, people with great intellectual abilities, people with great decision making abilities, people who can strategize well and experts in their field. Uh, like finance or operations uh, and nonprofits, uh, veterans, banking in medical field. So I wanted to tap into those passions as well. So I thought maybe it's not just the creative way that we we should focus, but also in the corporate skill sets and and in other areas of uh, life. So I started to talk to some of these individuals who were looking for an opportunity to serve um, even outside the church, but probably they didn't find one in the in the church setting. So I started speaking to them, and it's God who worked in their hearts and said, "Yeah, we are on board. Let's do this together." So I think they also were looking to channel their passion to find purpose. And the last three years, we've been all working together as a team, um, and it's just been amazing to see how each one contributes. Each one of us. Uh, using their passion skill sets in
1: changing the world. Wow. That is just crazy. And, you know, and you just hit on a lot of points over there. One thing I really loved is like, you know, you don't really have to be a preacher or a or, or a worship leader or a musician to serve God, you know, to serve God. There's like hundreds and thousands of ways. I mean, if you look for one, you you definitely find it. I mean, it can be as, simple as like, you know, laying the chairs in the church or like giving a glass of water to people that come or like, you know, just greeting the people who just come in through the door of the church, giving them a shake hand, a, a hug or like a, a hi-fi, you know, everything, every, sm- every small and little thing can be leveraged in a way to serve God. And, you know, you just said about that, it's like amazing how people do it. And, you know, you the way you talk about passion, I think that's like, that's incredible. And the way, you know, I think our generation needs to find what their passion is because that's where you know like like your like your uh catchphrase says you know true passion finds purpose you know that's that's where the whole thing is because you know how 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 true is your passion how how, how is your passion so true to yourself and to and to God and when you find that I think you find the interlink between passion and purpose which eventually leads you to where God wants you to be and I think that's just pretty crazy of all those things that you said and it's just like mind blowing. I want to jump into the next question again which is about passion itself and uh, how can an individual use their passion as a tool to empower others and uh, bring awareness to the issues of the society?
0: Yeah, so passion always um, is, is tricky, right? Because it's and sometimes passion can be untamed. Well, there is certainly passion, God takes you the journey to tame your passion, right. You may not always you may not always see that passion converting to purpose probably in a day in ten days in a week. In two weeks or a year or two years, there's definitely a season of waiting. There's a, definitely a season of God taking you through some challenges or uh, God breaking yourself down and to build you up, even with your passion as well. There are times in my life there I, I saw nothing move You know, I was trying to do everything um, the right way, maybe push hard, but it's eventually God who makes the way to channel your passion to purpose. Um, and for young people who are really looking to channel your passion to purpose, it's not easy. You know, it's it is totally against what the world would say. It is totally because God's kingdom is upside down kingdom. Right. So if you are looking for people to come serve you to serve, to take your passion to the next level, I would say that you're on the wrong track. But if you are really trying to take your passion to serve others and to lift other people up, and to find good in them, and to find their skill set up, and to raise up a team, and give them opportunities—that's when your passion really shines, and that's where God will use you to find purpose as well. And it's—it's um, it's really a matter of obedience. It is a really a matter of uh, God pruning your heart, your mind, to what uh, what what His desires are, and putting His desires in our heart and uh, us walking in the spirit to follow
1: his heart and desire and what he uh, thinks it's a priority. Uh, definitely, that's that's so amazing where you just talked about how, you know, how you used it to ask us, how passion I mean, just like you said, uh, how you, you how you use your passion uh, to find purpose, and how you're actually you know helping people find that out. What Ethne is doing in recent days, it's it's totally amazing. And when we see that, you actually see that that's like the hand of God. It's not like it's not it's not something that can you know that man can do. I mean, God just definitely give us the intellect and the ideas and the wisdom to do it. But definitely, you see like when when you see people do such stuff, you see that there's a hand of God particularly on them and the way that they that passion that. That God has given them the, the way that they utilize it, the way that you know they channel it, they channel it into an, into an energy to help people around. And that, I think that's, that's a whole key to uh, a passion and finding out how, what God wants you to do. And just like you said, there's always a season of waiting. It's not like, you know, you don't get, uh, you, you, you don't just pray today. What's my passion? And you don't get the passion your next day with God. There's always a waiting. And all, always, I mean, if you actually, actually look through the Bible, everybody ha, has waited at some point or Jesus waited 30 years to do a three and a half year ministry. David waited for years. Abraham waited. Isaac waited. I mean, everybody in the, I mean, Joseph, Joseph is like the, I think one of those guys waited the longest, I guess. But everybody had to wait at some point or, or the other to 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 find their purpose, to get into their purpose, and get into the track of purpose where God wants them to be. And I think that's that's pretty amazing. And yes, I, and I want to jump into the next question about ethnic. And what you guys have been doing in India? I don't know. Um, I uh, most people who might who might be listening to this, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Recently, they uh, they put an ambulance on the ground, which was featured in some of the mainstream media outlets in India, and how uh, that I, I mean, and I I heard the story yesterday. Uh, while we were meeting up, and you know, he was telling uh, Dalton was telling me telling everybody that how how what prompted them to put an ambulance to the ground, and he's going to share that story in a bit. But you know, I want to ask about this. How has and Ethne was not uh, in the news recently for the great work that you guys have been doing in India, and how how you, be, you guys been able to give and to support the people of India during the second wave of the COVID crisis?
0: Yeah, um, so Ethne's vision is actually to cater to vulnerable people groups, especially women and children. But when we heard about the COVID-19 crisis in India, we thought there's none more vulnerable than the people of India right now and be pivoted to serve them, uh, to serve in the emergency needs that they had to put save lives on the ground actually, right? And to to provide with the basic necessities of oxygen, food, water, um, and helping the frontline workers. So we didn't know what to do at that point. And I, I just wanted to point out another thing was the period of waiting. And last year, when in 2020, when COVID hit New York and some of the states in the US, we really wanted to help. And, but at that point, we didn't know. We were just such a, uh, we just are, even now, we're only three years into operations. And we didn't know what to do, how to scale up that kind of an, a relief effort. And also, that I had a major surgery. I had a next surgery. I had to replace one of my discs. And I, had, I was in my post operative period, resting at home. Uh, And I was just struggling, laying on my bed, looking out through the window, hearing the news. I I would call my board members and see, what can we do? And they would be like, I don't know. What can we do? Uh, We don't have a plan. We don't know. We don't have much influence. We we just don't know. And I was in such a desperate position where I am just lying on my bed, looking out through the window not being able to do anything. And whenever I call, I know my friends who really know me well, they'll be like, it's time for you to rest. You don't have to think about this right now. But in my heart, there was this big burden to just go and help in however capacity I had at that time too. But God was just asking us just wait and um, wait. It was such a hard period for us, especially um, for me, that that waiting period was really tough. But when uh, one year passed now, when COVID hit India, um, God, again, you know, I had this burden when I heard all these stories in India. And I, I also, my board members brought this up to, hey, this is uh, something big deal. This is something major that India is going through. How can we help? And I had the same question that came up, how do we do this? And uh, last year, I was in a desperate position. Now, again, this is happening in another country, which is our home country too. Uh, and how do we help? So, as I said, even though our vision was to help vulnerable women and children, we had to pivot and help. And we just started by praying. And in, we rem- I remember in my bo- one of the board meetings that we had, we just had such a burden that the Holy Spirit put in us that every single member in the team, we just like, let's leave aside all strategy. Let us leave aside all our agenda. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. We just started praying and it became like we, you know, a board meeting. It's so hard to get everybody together. But in that one hour meeting, it went to two hours and we just was praying for the entire time. And the next time we met, we knew that we had to act and we had to step out in faith and in obedience. Uh, we had to step out. OK, what are the people going to think about us if we go ask for money? What are people going to think us think about us if we are going to go help people? in India right now, even though our vision and mission is different. So the board aligned together. We didn't even have to discuss about a decision. We're like, no, it's okay. We're going to help people no matter what. You know, there is so much need. And we stepped out and we put a campaign out there to help. We, it initially, it was all on social media. We just put out what's going on in India. And then God just open doors day after day. And and to be honest, we just started with 200 mailing lists. We're being such a small organization with such a less influence. But people trusted us because we are a lean organization. None of us are paid. Everybody works full time, but 100% of it, whatever we raise is going to the needy people. We laid a strategy down so that we know that this is going into the hands of people and not real organizations, but people who are on the ground frontline workers who are on the ground and also vulnerable hospital groups on the ground who have probably one hospital for five lakh population and not even have an ICU or a ventilator bed or enough infrastructure to run those facilities for the larger population. So we put a plan together and we got in contact. So we leverage all our network in India and in the U.S. So we start each of the board members started to reach out to people. So we make connections with uh, with medical associations, with um, with the government authorities, with uh, larger nonprofits on the ground who have been successful in the past, with frontline leaders on the ground, with volunteers who have an influence on the ground. So we cast our network really wide in the first two to three weeks, and we had, uh, and we also leveraged uh, some platforms like Salesforce and other technology tools that we already laid ground. So we used that to run our operations and for our CRM purposes. So now we had this wide network and we could connect dots with different zip codes in India. And we kind of, you know, we literally came up with connections in every state and solid connections when we could trust. And then we started to triage the the needs that that came across us and every penny that was coming in. At the same time, we were just, just finding people to help with oxygen concentrators, with the ventilators, with food on the table for PPE, supplies for frontline workers. And during that time, it actually hits home when one of your family members also becomes affected with the situation. So that's when my sister who lives in Hyderabad was diagnosed positive for COVID. And she was actually looking for a hospital bed because she had 30% lung damage after the CT scan She couldn't find a bed for eight hours. They were hospital hopping after hospital hopping. And she finally went to a hospital, got a bed, and they charged her $2,000 just to get into the hospital. And and then 25,000 rupees per day on top of that, medical fees. So we were also thinking, man, for this, she had the resources to do it, but what about the millions of population for whom this is like 20, 50, 100 times our annual wage, right? So how are these people surviving? How are these people um, getting the basic necessity of oxygen and food uh, on on their tables, even for their families, for the little kids? So we knew that that actually drove our passion even more to to go and seek out and help. What came out of that is God actually broke some of our insecurities of going out and actually sharing God's heart with the people you know that we know God's heart is to actually cater to widows and children and people who are suffering and taking that that heart of God and putting it within our heart and serving and talking from a place where it's not us speaking but it's really God's desire speaking in and out to us, to the people. So that broke some of our insecurities. Uh, if, you know, if you have noticed, I would just randomly go into a ventilator shop and I would ask the people, hey, can you give these to the people who are suffering? And I, I also realized people are suffering not because we don't have enough resources or enough ventilators, But there are not enough men and women of God stepping up to tap into these resources and channel these resources to India at that point. So I felt a big burden, and this was totally out of my comfort zone. This was totally out of my team's comfort zone to just go out and be and put uh, ourselves and make ourselves more vulnerable and responsible and accountable for what's going on, even with the money that's coming in. So it was not an easy, easy task, but it was really God empowering us to break uh, our shelves, go out into the community, ask for help, bring everybody together and help. And one cool thing that has happened, one cool story among the many, many, many um, heart touching stories is about this ambulance that we put on the ground. Uh, We put an ambulance uh, on the ground because ambulance drivers were charging 35,000 rupees to one and a half and there was no limit. They were charging whatever they felt they should charge even to transport bodies, right? So we came to know about this and we put an ambulance on the ground with the help of one of our volunteers who just moved from here to India. And he said, I'll drive it. He's an IT guy. He doesn't have any medical experience, but all he had was a heart to serve and a heart of obedience. I will do whatever it takes, man. So he, we paid for the ambulance. And trust me to paying for the ambulance, getting money for the ambulance is the easiest task to do, but to run that on the ground, to go help people who have been, seriously sick is crazy so this guy i have to give kudos to taran kapala who drive who drove this ambulance and is still continuing to do an amazing work in india helping the vulnerable and the poor and the needy there so it's his first right right he doesn't know what to do he's not a medical professional as i said but he goes in front of the government hospital he's like whom do i talk to now he just jumps out of his car goes to the corridor and starts randomly starts talking to the stranger, a gentleman who was there and he seemed upset. And he said, Hey brother, how can I help you? Uh, you seem really upset. Apparently this gentleman was looking for some sort of transportation to take his aunt to a funeral home. So he finds out that, um, that this lady's husband has just passed away due to COVID and she's also COVID positive and no one get give her a ride. She puts her, He puts her in the ambulance and he says, I will take you to this funeral home. And he just starts, he just feels in his spirit that I need to pray for this lady. And he starts praying for this lady and the lady starts to weep and she just starts to cry and also praise God. And apparently this lady ends up saying, son, you're an angel sent by God. I never thought that would see my husband's face again, but you made this happen for one last time for me. And she also adds on a point saying that my husband was a pastor. He served in the community for the last 30, 40 years. And I now sense that this is God's faithfulness for his service to his kingdom, that, that his family could see his face one more time. And we are just honored by God that God would send an angel in the form of you to support us in this time where we could also see his face for one last time. So that... When we heard that story, man, it was just goosebumps. <laughs> and we were like, God, if it's this, just for this one story or one, uh, one heart touching moment that you you wanted to use us, it was all worth it, right? The hours that we spend outside of uh, work, the sacrifices that we make with our families to serve the needy, um, it is all worth. it was all worth it when we heard that story.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just crazy amazing. You know, when you hear that story, it's still like, you know, I just heard this yesterday evening and I was like, man, that is that is so different. I mean, you know, you hear a lot of stories definitely, but you know, you see that God's faithfulness. To somebody who served him, you know, that's that's amazing. You know, the way that God is always faithful to us, even when we wander away astray, but still, still God has that faithful, but he he, God can God can never be faithless. He's always gonna be faithful to us. There's no way God, God never makes change to the promises that he makes with us. And you know, when I heard this story, I was like, man, what an honor, what an honor given to that pastor, what an honor for the family to do that. And you know, and this is just like all these things that are happening, there's like a lot of organization on the ground, just like like, ethne is and uh, i don't know how many of you guys know about this like there's like project life one of my fr- by one of my friends nehemiah and then there's second chance by jasper paul that's in Wyzak. Uh, there's like lots and lots of these are just like a couple of people who are doing this but there's like lots of organizations and I, one of my friends uh he actually said like uh they're actually building uh a temporary hospital in in wyzac because there's like they don't have they don't have hospital beds anymore so they're like building a temporary hospital with a temporary ICU with ventilators and all those stuff. Imagine the craziness of how people are doing this, how people come up with ideas all of a sudden, all right, we need to do this. And, you know, the passion, the zeal that they have to do something different. And that's what I see. And, you know, when all these organizations coming together to do something, to make a difference for people, for the people, I mean, when they see people suffering, you know, the heart that God has given to them, that is just amazing. And there's, there's not no way to describe it. It's, it's, it's just, it's pure. It's, it's like, the heart of god that's just given to them and it's amazing what you guys did the story that you said you know it's it's totally totally amazing and how one would have one one thought you know what can we do can uh, that that thought that you had in the hospital that actually changed and you know made a wait for all these things to happen and i think that's super duper crazy and i want to jump into the last question of ours so oh and uh we're going to talk about 5k for india and so what is exactly, I mean, I know what 5K for India definitely is, but, you know, for those folks who are listening to this, uh, what is 5K for India? How is it supporting the COVID relief operations in India? And how can someone uh, volunteer for this uh, help out in 5K for India?
0: Yeah, so as I said, we have been supporting the crisis for the last few few weeks. And uh, we've raised close to $90,000. We've already give, given away of fit for these needs. And uh, we thought that we would do it for a month and then call it a wrap. But seeing the need right now in India, again, it's so many people are still suffering. I know the cases in the cities have gone down, but people in the villages and the vulnerable communities are still suffering, not just because of this disease, but because of the lockdown, they cannot go to work and they can't put food on the table as well for their little ones and their families so we thought that we should continue the campaign for maybe a month or two but we also were thinking of creative ways and fun ways to to do this campaign because you know how how depressing it is for for us for even us and people to hear about the suffering 24 7 when we project okay come help but there's suffering and these stories are just always just so draining right So as a team, we were brainstorming about how can we make this little fun, creative, but also a moment uh, where people can enjoy, but also make it meaningful. So we came up with this idea, okay, why don't we create uh, a race or a run? And we are so privileged in the US now, things are opening up. Actually, Texas, you don't even need to wear a mask. We're in a safe zone. So why don't we take that opportunity, which we should not be taking for granted uh, that we would, all come together, go out, then make a difference and just go run uh, for a cause and not even run if you don't wanna run, if you're not in good shape uh, like <laughs> me but you can walk <laughs> or you can be a watch, but <laughs> just come out there and just meet people and, and uh, have a good time of community and fellowship. So June 26th, we are hosting a 5K run walk which is 3.1 or 3.2 miles. Uh, around White Rock Lake, Dallas. It's such a beautiful place. It's around the lake. Uh, it's gonna be a great day, great weather, and we're gonna host the race at 8 a.m. You can go register at uh, www.5kforindia.org, and we're also having a virtual run walk, which starts from June 26 to July 26, an entire month. Wherever you are, you can go into this portal, sign up at the at the website, and then. Sp- Pick your starting point, pick your ending point. Uh, once you're done, upload your time, upload a picture, and we'll send you a medal in the mail. But you can also create your own team. You can invite other people to join. We have prices for the, the largest team. We have different sorts of prices with various categories. You can go into a website and see all that. Uh, but the reason behind this is hey, why don't we bring our community together for a fun and a meaningful way? to help people in India who are suffering. And our desire is there that every every penny that comes out from this would help relieve some sort of suffering among the vulnerable people groups in India.
1: Yeah, so you guys heard that, 5k4india.org. So make sure you guys go and, uh, I mean, if you guys are in Dallas, DFW, don't do the virtual race, come for the personal one, make sure you guys are there on June 26th. Uh, but if you guys not, are not in the Dallas part for the area or you're like anywhere in the world, you guys can do the virtual one trust me this is gonna be amazing people in india people in australia uk any part of the world even south america you can you guys can, can just like do that and uh make sure you guys uh, upload your photos and do uh, the links the link if i came for india is always is there in the episode description to check it out and it's gonna be amazing so make sure you guys uh, show up for that, and you know, it's, it's for a cost. So we, we spend. I mean, and the the money is like it's not a big deal. It's like thirty bucks, and we spend thirty bucks for a lot of stuff. You know, honestly, we we, we for a Chick Fil A or like you know, or, or or for a meal outside. So why don't we just like you know sacrifice that one meal and give it to these guys so that they can support you know immense number of people in India. Thirty dollars, thirty US dollars is a huge sum of money in Indian rupees, and you know, imagine when that they could do something like that. It's gonna be an amazing. It's gonna create a huge Impact in the community in India because where people really really need us and you know uh, I I I know this is this is something you know amazing what these guys because I have lost a lot of my friends and their uh, family friends who were like very close due to COVID and it's 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 such it's such something it's been people like these organizers like these stand up to do what is right, to what they can. And and I think that's what makes the difference in the community. And that's what makes us more like Christ. That's what God has called us to be. And, you know, where you find your purpose, to be more like Christ, to do the way that things Jesus would do and, you know, having a perspective of Jesus. And that's what these guys are doing. So make sure you guys sign up for this. And it's going to be amazing, either for the virtual one or for the in-person one. So make sure it's June 26th for the for the in-person one and for the virtual one, it goes all the way from June 26th through July 26th. So make sure you guys register it right now and don't waste any time. Make sure you guys do that. It's going to be really, really amazing. And I'm so pumped up. I've never ran a mar- marathon before. I mean, I tried to run out. I, I ended up uh, stopping it halfway because I could not complete. But, you know, uh, I'm, I'm looking for really completing this one. So if you guys are really, I mean, I would say just go ahead and do it. I have not run a marathon, but I'm still trying to do that. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, it's just an attempt, so I think you can we, I, all of us get do, do try that. So make sure you guys pop up for this, and you know, and I think that brings us up, brings the whole thing to a wrap. Uh, thank you, Dalton, for being here. It is such an honor, such an amazing time, and such a joy to share this, uh, this session with you. And you know, is there anything that you want to sh- share before closing off?
0: Sure, Matthew, thank you for having me. It's such an honor and privilege to be on this podcast. Uh, one thing I want to say is, yeah, we. I want to emphasize that we are not. we our primary vision is again to cater to vulnerable women and children around the world. We have projects that's going on in the local Dallas metroplex, as well as in I you know some parts of India. So if you if you ever want to, you know, take your passion and find purpose, we we have a platform to for you to come and help make a difference uh, among vulnerable women and children. And um, all I want to say is that. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes uh, it's uh, it's not like, a, okay, I take this step now and I have the next step already planned. No, it's just a, a leap of obedience and of faith and God will reveal you the next steps of even whatever you want to do with your passion. And um, so I want to end with this, you know, there are so much people, there's suffering, there's so many uh, people are going through some crazy times, but also there is still hope in the world. There is some amazing stories that are happening, as Matthew said, on the ground of young people stepping up and making a difference. Young people changing lives, young uh, people giving hope and a future to the little ones who are suffering, to the women and men who are vulnerable. And uh, Matthew, I just admire your courage to to start this podcast and bring all the all the leaders around the world or or aspiring leaders around the world to to hear stories about transformation, to hear stories about faith and obedience and what God can through about one small step that you take, right? Uh, But here from Team Ethne, we just wanna thank you for all that you do, Matthew. And to all you viewers, you know, if you have not subscribed, subscribe right now (laughs) and give him uh, give him some encouragement and 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 Matthew, this is going to go a long way. And thank you for doing this for our community and for the upcoming leaders. And I just want to challenge sometimes, you know,
1: hey, I dare you to enter the darkness to bring another into light. Uh, thank you so much for those kind words, you know, and you know, yeah, the subscribe, word, that's that's actually my catchphrase. I think you just took it from me this time, but yeah, thank you for those. And, you know, really happy for what you guys are doing from Ethne as well, and really proud. And, you know, how, how we could support each other in whatever ways we can, even through marathons, even through events, you know, looking forward to more things like these in the future. And guys, that was Dalton share the founder and president of Ethne sharing his life story, sharing how he has the passion and the vision to make a difference in the community and not just to the community around him, but to the community all the way across to another nation uh, or halfway across the globe. So that was Dalton and Thank you so much once again, Dalton, for being here. And thank you so much, guys, for listening. Don't forget about registering for the race. It's going to be amazing. So 5 kforindiaorg indiaorg the link is, all the links to Ethni and the race are there in the bio. So make sure you guys check this out. And thank you so much for listening. And make, and we'll be back with, next week with another episode. So stay Tune, guys and thank you for listening god bless
0: thank you for listening to bellwether's podcast if you loved this episode do not forget to share and subscribe also we would really appreciate if you could leave a review thanks again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode